0: Terra firma, firm ground, solid footing. Terra firma is never so good as when you don't have it. This past summer, we were out in the outer banks of North Carolina and the waves were rolling in. And my boys and I had the idea that it would be fun to boogie board. You know what boogie boards are, don't you? It's like half of a surfboard. We would look out and we would see other people who knew what they were doing. And they would ride those waves in, and it looked great. It looked like a lot of fun. And so we got the idea that we should do it. And at first, we were in kind of the real shallow part, and so the waves would roll in, and they would push us in to firm ground. And once you get back on firm ground, everything is fine, everything is great. But when you're out there in kind of no-man's land between the waves and the shore, you don't really have good footing. Now, when you're little and you're light... Those waves just push you across the top, and the boogie board floats pretty nicely. But when you're a little bit bigger, like me, you're a little denser, your bones have a little more mass, well, those boogie boards don't quite hold you up. And every once in a while, a real big wave would come in, and I would kind of just float up over the top, and then I would watch down the beach, and I would see these other guys older than me who were surfing down those waves, and I thought, I can do that. I can do it. So the next time a big one came in, there I went down the wave on the boogie board and it was great. I didn't need terra firma, I didn't need firm ground because riding the waves was fun. Until the next day, when I went back out there with a lot less caution and I thought, hey, I did it yesterday, I bet I can do it again. But the problem was that day, that second day, the waves were a lot bigger, and Sam can probably remember this, that first wave that came in was awesome, it was huge, it was big, and it picked me up, and it threw me down, and the boogie board went shooting out from underneath me, and I went down under the breaker, down, with no terra firma beneath, and that wave rolled me over and over and over, and I popped up out of the water, and I said, all right, that's enough. (laughs) that's enough. I came back on land and Sam I think suffered the same fate as me because you know when you're a kid you listen to your dad and if he says you can do it then you go for it. We came back on the land and we thanked God for terra firma, firm ground, solid footing. Now I tell you that story because I want you to think of the importance of a firm foundation, of something solid. It's easy to take that for granted when you're not standing on the ocean's edge. It's easy to take it for granted when you're not floating and moving up and down and the waves aren't crashing over the top of you and rolling you in the surf. When everything is calm and everything is fine and everything is nice, we don't think about terra firma. We just walk. And we just live. And we just go along. And everything is smooth and easy and nice. But life isn't always smooth and easy and nice, is it? And when those breakers roll over you, it's really nice to know I have terra firma. I have something that's solid, something that's sure, something that's certain, something that isn't going to give out underneath me and cause me to sink down even further. What we hear Jesus talk about today is a time when the waves will be rocking and rolling, when all the earth will be shaking. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus says, Jesus says, hang loose. (laughs) Not because you're going to surf, but Jesus says, hang loose because you have something firm. You have terra firma. Though the heavens and the earth pass away, my words, Jesus says, Remember this, my words shall never, ever pass away. Now, when everything is smooth and everything is nice, we say, we hear that and we say, oh, that's good. Jesus' word is firm. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent word. Yes, I know that Jesus' word is sure and certain. But when the waves of life are crashing all over you, and you're spiraling around underwater, so to speak, all of a sudden, that promise, that promise means a lot more, doesn't it? When you can come up out of the water and you can actually establish your foot on something that won't move, something that won't give away underneath you, something that won't sink down, something that won't disappear even when everything else is fading away, then you give thanks to God for having terra firma. What Jesus was speaking about with his disciples, we kind of jump in right to the middle. But he's talking about a time when the end of the world will seem to be coming upon them. And there's some debate here, right, whether Jesus is talking about the final day, the end of the world, or if he's just talking about an end, you know, without the definitive article. I think it's helpful to see that Jesus was talking about the end of the world as they knew it. You can remember a good acronym this morning. Jesus was talking about Tiatwaki. Have any of you heard that acronym before? Usually acronyms have to be like familiar to you to help, but this one is so strange that I think you can remember it. Jesus is talking about the end of the world as we know it. T-E-O-T-W-A-W-K-I. Teotwaki. <laughs> now, many of you will scratch your head and say, so What? The point of remembering this, that Jesus was talking about the end of the world as they knew it, is so that when you go through things like this, as we all have, I think the past couple of years have certainly been times where the waves of life and the uncertainty of the future and things that we thought were really solid and really firm that we could build upon, that we could trust, are suddenly taken away. What do you do when the end of the world as you know it seems to crash upon you. The disciples were on the Mount of Olives, opposite of the temple. And they looked over at the temple of Jerusalem, and they said to Jesus, Man, Jesus, look at that temple over there. Look at how beautiful it is. Look at how strong its foundations are. Look at those huge rocks that King Solomon used to build that temple. Isn't it impressive? And Jesus said to them, Not one stone is going to be left there. It's all going to fall apart. And then he went on to describe all kinds of terrible things that the disciples should expect to happen. He went on to talk about a time in their kind of immediate future, not at the end of the world, but at the end of that Jerusalem world. Jesus spoke about sun and moon and stars, those rulers of the day, as God called them when he created them. The sun to rule over the day, the moon and the stars to rule over the night. Jesus spoke of a time when the powers that be, the rulers, of the world would be shaken. And that day came, right? That day came when Jerusalem was invaded by the Romans. When the Romans finally said, we've had enough of these people and their constant upheavals and the Roman armies came in and they tore down the temple that the disciples had thought was so solid that terra firma disappeared pretty quickly. And to this day, it has never been rebuilt. What seemed to be so sure, what seemed to be so certain, what seemed to be so solid, proved to be nothing more than sand on the seashore. And in our own times, we experience that, don't we? Jesus wasn't just talking about something that would happen once and then never happen again, because this is how prophecy almost always works. The words of a prophet don't kind of echo out lighter and lighter and lighter. But they echo through history and they get louder and louder and louder. And so, so many times in the Old Testament, there's some prophecy. Take the son of David. Nathan spoke about a time when David's son would build a temple, a house for the Lord. And certainly Solomon did that, right? But that prophecy didn't echo away. It didn't get fainter and fainter and fainter. It got louder and louder and louder until the promised son of David came and built the church of God on earth. And so when we hear Jesus talking about the end of that world, the end of Jerusalem, we shouldn't just say, well, that's kind of a neat history lesson. Things like that used to happen, but now now we live in modern times. Now we have democracies. Now we have the UN. Now we have international peace. No, in our own times, things are just as shaky as they were back then. In our own times, rumors of a disease can cause the whole world to come unglued. In our own times, there are lots and lots and lots of rumors and hints of things that cause everyone to faint with perplexity at what's coming upon us. Which of us haven't been perplexed in the last two years? Would any of you dare raise your hand and say, I knew what was going on the whole time. You'd be a liar if you did we've all lived through a time of perplexity a time where the powers of the earth the powers of heaven and earth seem to be shaken underneath our feet and yet jesus wants you to know that even in those times even in the last few years the lord has not been absent But he has been doing what he has always done in history. He has been shaking things so that what is shakable might pass away and what is unshakable might be made sure. Here's how it says it in the book of Hebrews. It says, now he promised yet once more I will shake not only the earth but the heavens also. And this phrase yet once more indicates that the removal of things that are shaken in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When you're in the middle of all that shaking, you start to shake too. When you're in the middle of all kinds of perplexity and all kinds of fear, whether it was back in the 60s and 70s in Jerusalem or 2020 in America, when you're in the middle of all that shaking, your body starts to vibrate from all the shaking, and fear and perplexity and uncertainty about all kinds of things comes into your mind. Who can I trust? Who can I look to? Who's going to tell me the truth? Jesus says, you have something sure. You have something firm, you have something unshakable, his word and his kingdom. And, and God causes other things to shake so that you would see, so that you would see the difference, so that you would know the difference between a boogie board that quickly shoots out underneath you and firm ground. Because see, if you try to live on a boogie board forever, it's really uncertain. It might be fun for a little while to ride those waves, but as soon as a big one comes, you're begging for solid ground. And Jesus wants you to have that solid ground. He wants your life to be built on a sure foundation. He wants all of his Christians to not hear of these things and experience these things with foreboding, but to hear of them and experience them with hope wasn't it strange that Jesus, when he's talking about everything else passing away, and we hear that and we think, oh man, this is rough, this sounds really bad, Jesus, but Jesus says when you hear of these things, stand up straight, lift your head up, for your redemption is drawing near. How can that be, Jesus? Jesus? When all the earth is shaking, when heaven and earth are passing away, how can I stand up straight? Shouldn't I cower in fear? Shouldn't I, you know, do like they used to do in school when they would do those nuclear bomb tests and they would tell the kids to get down in the fetal position underneath their desks as if that would help somehow, (laughs) right? So many people, when they go through uncertainties of life, when they experience something truly frightening, they cower in fear. They put their head between their knees, they crawl up, and they look for some hope, some help, somewhere. Jesus wants you to find your help in him, in his word and his promise, because that is the only thing that will not pass away. And so when the world is shaking all around you, stand up straight. Don't tuck your tail between your legs, don't cower in fear, but stand up straight and lift your head on high, for you have terra firma, you have something sure and solid. And just so that we get the point, Jesus repeats himself, but he does it in a parable kind of a way. He says, look at the trees, right? And this is perfect for us because it's December and it's frigid here in Kentucky, we wake up and it's so cold. Jesus says, when you see and hear all these things happening, you should think of it like leaves popping out on the trees. When you see the leaves popping out on the trees, you don't tuck your tail between your legs. You don't hide in fear and terror. You think to yourself, ah, summer is near. And so when you experience all the shaking of this world, when things that you hoped for, things that you trusted, are shown to be untrustworthy and empty hopes, just remember what Jesus says. Your hope should be in the kingdom. Your hope should be in him. Your hope should be in his promises. And then when all those other things are taken away, even if it's something like your own power, something like your own wisdom, something like your own health, when those things are shaken up, it actually serves something good in you. You see where your hope really is. You see where your firm foundation really is and you know the kingdom of God is at hand and that was always my hope. That was always my firm ground. That was always my solid foundation. Jesus came so that you would have that hope. Jesus came to bring that kingdom to you on this day. Jesus came and he died for your sins. He rose from the dead and now he sends his spirit to you so that you would have a firm foundation. So that when everything around you shakes and everything in your life shakes and your sins terrify you, you would be able to say, what is that but the leaves shooting out on the trees? Summer is near, dear friends. Summer is near. Why should we be pessimists? Why should we look around at the state of the world around us and say, oh man, it's all going to hell in a handbasket? Well, because it is, pastor. Right. You're right. But why should that surprise us? Why should that cause us to despair? Doesn't that simply mean that the world needs what we have? Doesn't that simply mean that the light that you live by will shine out all the brighter? Doesn't that simply mean that while the waves are crashing around you, you still have solid ground and now, now you know where the solid ground is. Now you know not to put your hope in a son of man in whom there is no salvation now you know not to trust princes and those who are experts but who can't guide us to the future now you know to put your hope in jesus for heaven and earth will pass away but his words will surely not ever he says it as emphatically as possible will surely not ever pass away terra firma is made known in contrast to terra infirma so don't get caught In the infirm things. You don't want to end up in infirmary, do you? Jesus doesn't want any of you to end up in the infirmary, but so often when people put their hope and their trust in these things that are shakable, that's where they end up. I don't mean that they actually go crazy, but their lives are lived in crazy kind of ways. They say and do things that are bizarre, but they act as if it's perfectly natural and perfectly normal because their feet are standing on infirm ground. You have something solid. You have something sure. So don't lose heart. Don't despair. Don't freak out. Don't faint with fear and perplexity when these things around you come, but know, know where your firm ground is. And finally, Jesus ends his teaching about the end of the world as they know it, or the end of the world as we know it, or finally, about the end of all things with this command, and the command includes a promise in it. Jesus says, stay awake and don't get weighed down. Stay awake and don't be weighed down. And then here's where the command turns into a promise. He says, pray, pray at all times that you may have strength to escape and to stand. And what's so wonderful about this command is that it contains a promise. Every time Jesus commands something, there is a promise. And I want you to hear it this way. It's as if Jesus gives you a blank check, right? Jesus gives you a blank check for strength. I guess it's not really blank then, is it? He gives you a check for strength, and he says, use this. Isn't that what the command to pray is? Pray at all times that you may be made strong. So when you say that prayer, when we gather together and pray every Sunday after Sunday that we would be strengthened in the true faith, you know what we're doing? We're not, you know, shooting an arrow in the dark. I hope this sticks somewhere. I hope somehow, some way, I'm made strong to be able to stand before the Son of Man, to be able to endure all the craziness of this world. No, that's not what prayer is. Prayer is cashing a check The check is made out. It's been signed by the Lord of heaven and earth. And so when we come into this place and pray for the things that Jesus commands, we can be sure that he gives them. So here we are, dear friends, and the world around us is rocking and reeling, and the powers of the heavens and the earth are shaking. And we come and we stand here in terra firma. And we pray that the Lord would strengthen us in the one true faith and keep us unto life everlasting. And what does our Lord do? but say, yes, I will. And we come up to this altar, and we kneel down before the Lord Jesus, looking for strength from him, and he gives us nothing other than his own body and blood and sends us back into the world made strong, made able to endure all the waves around us, and in fact, to be able to ride those waves. And he makes us strong to stand, even now, to stand before him. So let's just end with that image in our minds, of standing before the Son of Man. On the last day, you will stand before Jesus, and you will not have to hide yourself or be embarrassed about the things you have done or the things you have said, because those things will be covered over by Jesus. But already now, too, you stand before the Son of Man in his kingdom. You stand before Jesus by faith. He gives you the right to stand before the king of heaven and earth. So stand up straight when we stand. Kneel straight when you kneel at this altar. Don't hunch over in fear and trembling, but let your posture, let that straight back stand out for Jesus has made you strong. Jesus has made your faith strong and his promises, his promises will never pass away. To him be the glory now and always. Amen.